My name is Bill Crockett, and this is Touch of the Master's Hand. Thanks for joining us today. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Touch of the Master's Hand. My name is Bill Crockett, and we're on episode number nine in our series, How to Live for God in an Ungodly World. Today's episode is entitled, Do I Have to Be Perfect to Live for God? In our last episode, we learned that the key to living for God is striving to live our life by the principles of the Bible, the way that Jesus did. With that said, what happens when we don't do what the Bible says? Does that mean we're disqualified to live for God or that we can no longer live for God? I believe it's important for us to understand that living for God does not mean sinless perfection. In other words, we're still sinners by nature, and we're going to do wrong, and we're going to make mistakes. We'll never obey God's word perfectly this side of heaven. The key is that we love God and want to obey him. As a result, we do our best to follow God's standards and guidelines in the way we live. However, we also realize that when we make mistakes, we can be forgiven and still strive to live our life by the principles of the Bible. John describes this as our personal relationship with God through his son, Jesus. Christianity is not about religion as much as it is about a relationship. To better understand how we can live for God even though we still sin, we need to fully understand this relationship. To do that, let's look at 1 John chapter 1. John addresses two things relative to our relationship with God. First, the relationship itself. And then second, the provision that God has made for maintaining this relationship. So let's begin by looking at the relationship itself. 1 John chapter 1, beginning in verse 1, is going to talk, we're going to find out about the person of this relationship. When we talk about a relationship, we normally think of another person. And this relationship is no different. Listen to what 1 John chapter 1 and verse 1 says. We proclaim to you the one who existed from the beginning, whom we have heard and seen. We saw him with our own eyes and touched him with our own hands. He is the word of life. John, in this verse, is describing someone. He says this person existed from the beginning. The disciples heard him, saw him, and touched him. He then called him the word of life. So who could this be? To answer that question, let's look at another book John wrote, the Gospel of John, and how he started that book. Interesting that he started the Gospel of John and his letter of 1 John talking about the same person using some of the same descriptions. Listen to John chapter 1, verses 1 through 5. In the beginning, the Word already existed. Notice here John calls him the Word, just like in 1 John, and he says he already existed, whereas in 1 John he says he existed from the beginning. The Word, he goes on to say, the Word was with God and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. 
God created everything through him, and nothing was created except through him. The word gave life to everything that was created, and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. In these verses, John describes the same person he was talking about in 1 John chapter 1 and verse 1. Now, let's jump down to verse 14 of John 1. The Bible says, So the Word became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. Here John tells us the Word became human and lived among them. He also said he was full of unfailing love and faithfulness, and that description is very important, as you'll see in a minute. He is also called God's Son. So let's keep reading, beginning in verse 15. The Bible says, John testified about him when he shouted to the crowds, This is the one I was talking about when I said, Someone is coming after me who is far greater than I am. For he existed long before me. From his abundance we have all received one gracious blessing after another. For the law was given through Moses, here it is, but God's unfailing love and faithfulness, remember I told you that would be important, came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but the unique one who is himself God is near to the Father's heart. He has revealed God to us. John said that God's unfailing love and faithfulness came through Jesus Christ. He also goes on to say that Jesus is God, and as God, he revealed God to us. You see, Jesus came to the earth not only to die for our sins, but also to be our example of how to live. He was God living among human beings, showing us how to live for God as a human. So now let's go back to 1 John chapter 1. Now that we understand that John is talking about Jesus, let's look at what he says about our relationship with God through Jesus, beginning in 1 John chapter 1 and verse 2. Here he's going to talk about the personal aspect of this relationship. The Bible says, this one, th this one who is life itself was revealed to us, and we have seen him. And we now testify and proclaim to you that he is the one who is eternal life. He was with the Father, and then he was revealed to us. We proclaim to you what we ourselves have actually seen and heard, so that you may have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. We are writing these things so that you may fully share our joy. John says that we can have the same relationship with God that he and the other disciples had. That relationship was lived out through their personal friendship and partnership with Jesus when he was on the earth. Notice how carefully John makes sure that we know he's talking about a real live relationship with a real live person, Jesus. He said they heard him, saw him with their own eyes, and touched him with their own hands. He then describes their relationship by using the word fellowship. The Greek word is koinonia. It means a partnership, a connection, 
intimacy or joint participation. Then he shares the greatest truth of all. John says that we too can have the same fellowship or relationship they had with Jesus. And he's writing this letter of 1 John to tell us about it so we can share in the joy that comes from being in that relationship. To sum this all up, we learn that we can live for God even though we still sin. Living for God is not about sinless perfection, but rather about a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Jesus is God, and he became a human being in order to reveal God to us. He lived on this earth as a human for 33 years to be an example to us of how to live for God, and then he became the sacrifice for our sins on the cross. In our next episode tomorrow, we'll discuss the provision God has made for us to stay in this relationship with him, even though we still battle with sin. Let's pray. Father, thank you for loving us enough to send Jesus to not only be our savior, but to be our example and allowing us the privilege as sinful people to be able to have a relationship with you, a perfect God, through your son, Jesus Christ. Continue to guide, direct, and bless each one of us as we seek to live for you in an ungodly world. In Jesus' name, amen. Once again, thanks for joining us today. I hope you'll tune in tomorrow for another episode of Touches the Master's Hand. Have a great day, everybody.